I can't wait. Oh. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bird Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Falcon. As always, joined with my good friend, Condor. How are you today, Condor? I'm doing great there, Falcon, and I'd just like to say we are very excited to talk about our topic today, which is the 1982 sitcom, Silver Spoon. Uh, you can't see it because the video's not up yet, but he's holding two spoons in his hands, which probably are not real silver. But, you know, hey, that's beside the point. He's very excited. So, hooray. But, yes, uh, we're talking about Silver Spoon, the anime, not the sitcom. Wait, what? What? I watched the sitcom. You watched the wrong show? I watched the wrong show, dude. You you should have realized it was wrong when there were real people there. I thought they were trying a new take on something. I have no sympathy for you. Man, I should have realized when I said 1982 in the title. I mean, you should have. I mean, the Silver Spoon I'm talking about was written by the person who wrote Full Metal Alchemist. The person who wrote Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. So you're saying this must be a, a great series? Well, we won't go that far. No, I really like it. It's really great. I know you watched it, so you can drop the bit now. Anyway, Silver Spoon is a story about a kid named Hachikin Yugo. He is not happy at his prep school, kind of depressed, don't know what he really wants to do, and decides he wants to go to a high school that has a dorm because he does not want to live at home anymore. So he ends up enrolling at Azono, an agricultural high school, three hours away from his home, where he learns about agriculture instead of just advanced studies. So are you saying this is Harvest Moon, the anime? It it pretty much is Harvest Moon, the anime, except nobody gets married. But, you know, that's about the only difference. Their whole school is big enough. It's pretty much like a town. You know, you got you got the the horse stables and the dorms and everything else. You're pretty much no, good. Basically, everything Falcon said. Basically, the main character is a guy who decided, "Hey, yo, I hate my life. I'm gonna run away to this school." And he literally ran away. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the first the first episode it was this guy who was like totally disinterested, didn't know what was happening, and it's just like, "Whoa, this is what's happening." And then you find out. I mean, I knew because you told me, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really mention that the character he ran away from home to like episode four or five in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, essentially, uh, his parents put a lot of stress on him to do really good at school. Uh, kind of the stereotypical, you know, like anime parents of you have to get great grades, and if you don't, what are you doing with your life? Uh, and uh, he ends up, I think, failing one of his like entrance exams to like one of the like top high schools he was wanting to go to, and uh, kind of just like decides to give up and run away from all the stress he's had uh and his i, I don't know if, i guess it's his homeroom teacher uh recommends him go to this uh azono, azono or azono i always forget how it's pronounced supposed to be pronounced azono yeah uh goes to this azono school he said for kids like you i recommend it is this spelled place e-z-o-n-o-o yeah but it's like a Japanese name, so obviously it's like Azuno. It's like Azuno yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. well, it doesn't matter. The the, the school, the school. Uh, so, so here we have this one. character who is in a brand new setting, and he has no idea what's like happening at all. He's gonna be learning new things. He has no idea how his peers are going to act. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, well, you see, his peers act literally like the best freaking people in the whole planet. Like, so oh wholesome. my god, I I I I I think I said this one. I, I told Falcon this yesterday, but uh. And I said this when we did our March Comes in Like a Lion podcast, but everyone in March Comes in Like a Lion was wholesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Silver Spoon here. Silver Spoon is just like, you know what? Let's take that and go even further beyond. Literally, mm-hmm. like, at all, every single... I can't... I don't think I can think of a single person who was not wholesome. Maybe that thief in that one episode who was stealing. 
you know? Yeah, but he was literally in there for literally like two seconds. But he was still technically a thief. True. He wasn't being yeah. nice or wholesome. He was I mean, those strawberries, man. Maybe the main character's father, but like, you know, other than that, every single other <sighs> Yeah, and I don't even say he's not really wholesome. He was just like that really strict dad. Like, we don't know that he really did anything like bad. He just had really high expectations that, that, that were hard true. to meet. But basically, yeah, like every, oh my God, like I felt my heart being warmed up like a lot watching this show. And this was my first time watching it. Uh, I watched, oh, it we both watched it on Crunch. Yeah, of course it was oh, okay. my first time watching it. Uh, I've never, I've never heard of it before. You mentioned it. Mm. Yeah. I think I remember being interested in it, but I never like caught my eye until you. Okay. It was like, oh, I might watch that one day. And then, yeah, gotcha. I this is your it. first time watching Silver Spoon? Oh, this is my second time watching Silver this Spoon. This is your second time watching Silver Spoon. I had Spoon. seen it before. Well, seems like the bar is a lot higher for you than it is for mm, me, Falcon. Maybe. Um, Is this anime dubbed at all, Falcon? I don't believe so. The first time I watched it was in college. It was on Netflix. But I think even there, it was just the sub. I don't remember there ever being a dub of this. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. It could be there, and I just haven't found it. Um, But I'm pretty sure it's just subbed. I'll look into it right now. But uh, yeah, me and Falcon both watch uh, the wiki only has anime. Japanese voices, so I think it, I think it's just uh, in Japanese. We yeah, it looks like it's just sub, which it makes sense because it's not like super popular. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, uh, we both watched some Crunchyroll. Uh, there's two seasons, but each season is uh split into yeah. eleven episodes, mm-hmm. so it's twenty two episodes in total, and. Uh, if you are interested in reading the manga or perhaps just watching the anime, just know that the anime ends after chapter 75 in the manga. We just looked that up like before recording the podcast. We like to, I like to do that to keep the viewers informed. Sometimes they forget. Sometimes it's not important. I don't know. It's weird. But after chapter 75, and there's a total of 131 chapters in the series in total. Mm-hmm. And uh, the series actually ended uh, recently, uh, like last year. Which is weird because the anime came out in 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. But the reason for that is towards the end of the 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 like volumes 13, 14, and 15 of the manga, there was like a lot of year gaps. I maybe the author was, couldn't think of what to add, or maybe something happened in her personal life to prevent her from finishing it. Maybe I don't think it was Full Metal Alchemist. It might have been at the time, but not like in the recent years. Because no, that's been done for a while. Yeah, I mean, she has, could have been writing something else, and Silver Spoon was like when she was caught up on the other stuff that she would update it. But yeah, I don't really know. I know it took forever to come out though. Like it kept yes, getting updated, and but it is randomly. finished. There is also a live action movie which actually came out around the same time when season two ended. I actually looked. It came out March. 7th i think the season two anime ended march 27th of the same year mm-hmm. so that's a pretty interesting tidbit to add to the premise of the show anything you'd yeah. like to add about the premise before we get into the characters uh, i mean pretty much it's just a coming of age story essentially like it technically is just a slice of life show but i think it f- definitely fits better the coming of age kind of story trope that we would have over here um otherwise i feel like the reason it's probably not dubbed is or not really as well known over here it's a show about farming a kid at a farming high school who's doing farming things and i feel like that's a hard sell for most people like we say it's the harvest moon of anime and harvest moon is insanely popular with a a very small percentage of people Mm -hmm. uh i did hear though that the new one that just came out last week has already sold over seven hundred thousand copies which for a game like that is really great 
well, those normally I average like I think three to four hundred thousand roughly. Well, when I saw um, you playing it last night, it looked really it was a lot of fun. fun. Farming some Fridays, Twitch.tv, Bird Bro Falcon. That's what we're doing, playing some uh, some story seasons. So if you like Silver Spoon, want to see what this game's like, uh, just pop on by. Um, but yeah, that's really about all I guess we can add um, right now. Actually, I we're, we've talked about this school. This is the best place to probably put it. Uh, so I have a fun fact. So. Uh, Fun the, fact! The mangaka who wrote this actually went to an agriculture high school and used her experiences there to make the show uh, to kind of show what the actual agricultural business is like. Um, but the school, Aizono, is actually based off a real high school in Japan, which is the uh, Hokkaido Obihiro Agricultural High School. And yes, it is real. You can go there and see it. And apparently from the people who've seen it, it actually looks like the buildings from the actual show. So if you end up liking it and go to Hokkaido, you can uh, swing by for a visit and uh, make like a Silver Spoon pilgrimage if you wanted to. I do know for a lot of slice of life animes, they do like to take the environment around them as like mm-hmm. references to building some of the animations for the show. So that's really cool that they, they did the same thing for this anime. Oh, apparently uh, Obihiro, the town in Hokkaido, is one of the main farming towns. And apparently they have a park called Green Park, which is apparently what they also used somewhere during silver spoon maybe at like the festival episode where they go to like the festival or fair or whatever um but apparently it is a park known for the world's longest bench so you can also go see the world's longest bench oh no bench coon who ruins relationships no no uh but yeah uh so that actually that was really fun that there's actually this school they can go see if you want to. Um, it's a pretty fun fact. Yeah, but basically, as Falcon mentioned, uh, the author uh, used her real life experience to create mm-hmm. this the uh, the series because uh, she also grew up on a farm as well. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I don't know how growing up on a farm relates to making one of the best animes ever, Full Metal Alchemist. But hey, I mean, we all get inspiration from something. I mean, uh, just natural writing talent or lots of hard work. Yeah, uh, we should probably hop into the characters now. Uh, oh, do course. we have to? Can I mean, I, just I guess. Touch my spoon some more. Yeah, I mean, you can touch your spoon while we're talking about yeah. the characters if you want. Oh, I mean, no point. one's going to judge you for it. Well, uh, somebody may, but I won't. Well, no one can see me doing it. So, well, I mean, Not they yet. will whenever we finally get more videos up in 2023. <laughs> 2023, 2026 at this point. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, our main character, at least that is uh, Hugo Hachiken. The uh, guy who, the yes man, he can never say no. He is the yes man. He very he's rarely yes ever man. says no. So like you said, he's he's lived in Sapporo, which is like a bigger city. He's always gone to these prep schools and cram schools trying to get good grades to get into a great college and ends up deciding to essentially run away um, and goes to, like he said when he's talking to his counselor, he doesn't care where he goes. He just wants there to be a dorm. So he ends up here at Azono to the agricultural school and he enrolls in dairy science maybe just because it has science there uh he's very great at studying he's very smart he's very reliable and dependable though and very hard working he's probably the smartest person at his school oh he easily is the smartest person at his school he, the first episode when he sees what they're going through in like their general studies courses he kind of starts looking down on everybody because he's like this is like early middle school stuff like i know this already no problem why, why is this what we're doing in high school? I and mean, then he quickly realizes that most of his classmates have grown up on farms. So when it gets to the actual like dairy science and like livestock classes and farming classes, 
they know absolutely everything about it. Uh, like, what were they talking about that one day? Was it about like some like equip equipment pertaining to like a, oh, it was uh like animal gene splice, and they're talking about creating like animals from like nothing just through like science. And they were like, oh, well, then the gene splicing and da-da-da, they know everything about it. Yeah, they just don't know that. how it relates to like normal, like general curriculum. Uh, but it's because that interests them. That is their livelihood that will depend on that. So they know all about it. But then just knowing like algebra, they don't know algebra. Why do they need algebra? They work on a farm. Um, that is true. There's no it, point. He kind of looks down so on them until he realizes that they are smart just in different areas that he's not as smart he, in. he gets to know the people so basically yeah. i just want to say real quick i thought the show was going to take a whole different turn when it when it first started mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be like how he was he was just going to be disinterested the whole time mm-hmm. and he was just going to care about his peers and he just like was going to just focus on his studies and stuff but that that is not the show i thought the main character was going to be kind of uh standoffish if that makes sense kind of like on his own didn't make any yeah sense. i can see that he I mean, he's already an introvert most of the time, but yeah, even that more introvert that's like, hey, come do this with us, not later, you know, and just like keeps to himself and hides in his room. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, but that was not the case. I did, I'm mm-hmm. happy the show did not take that angle with this. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate what we got. But basically, Hugo Hachikan is our main character of the show. He has glasses because he's blind. He has brownish hair. He's, he's kind of mm-hmm. short. Would you say he's short? Uh, does it have his height listed on here? I mean, he's he's well, not tall, but I don't know that I'd really say he's short. It does not I have his height listed. Height. That's unfortunate. We'll just say uh, he's average height. He he doesn't know what he wants to do with his future. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's like the, that's like one of the main problems with the. What's one of the main not problems? That's one of the main uh, struggles that Hachiken has with himself in the show is that he doesn't know what he wants to do with himself. So he mm-hmm. he he just likes to help other people out with with their problems or like just do his best like there's a festival that they have and he literally goes all out for it not even caring about like anything else just focusing on it he just to make sure it's a success yeah which was yeah it very much was uh yeah but that's that's the thing about him he doesn't have like a dream to work for he's just studied his whole life and doesn't really care about it uh but then he's at this school where uh this person wants to own their own chicken farm and this person wants to have like a great cheese business and this other person wants to become like a professional baseball player and that way when he retires his family's farm will have more notoriety and they can make more money and just live better like they all have these dreams and goals for what they want to do and he's just like i'm just kind of here not really doing anything uh and so the school kind of helps him but also at the start kind of makes him feel almost worse because everybody else he knows has all these dreams and he's just sitting there just trying to pass school. Just kind of dilly-dallying. He ends up joining the equestrian club. I think that's Mm -hmm. the name of it, right, Falcon? Basically, if you don't know what equestrian means, what the heck are you doing with your life? Obviously, it means horse riding. Come on. He basically, and he doesn't join that. He only, I think he joins that because he has a crush on one of the characters, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's like the main focus. Of, that's not the main focus, but it's like a side focus. Uh, he joins the equestrian club so he could learn to take care of horses. He doesn't even, he doesn't even understand if he even loves the horses. He just, right. It's just something to do to fill the, the time he's not doing anything, honestly. He, he's required to join a club. He wasn't even he's required. required to join a club. But then he was like, oh, well, maybe I'll do something cultural. Like, oh, we don't have cultural clubs. They're only sports. 
um, or sport related clubs. Like equestrian uh, club is technically a sport. You have like events like horse racing and like jumping and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, the girl he's crushing on invites him to join. And he even tells the principal at one point, he kind of cuts corners one day when cleaning one of the stalls and the principal notices and asks if he likes horses. He's like, well, I wouldn't really say that I really like them, but he's, he's doing it because he had to do something. So if he does a club, might as well be in the club with a girl he has a crush on. Something. Um, yeah, he finally kind of admits like he doesn't necessarily really care about the horses. He just has to have something to do. And the principal's pretty much is like, well, one thing about horses is uh, they're very respectful creatures. They want to be shown respect and they can tell when you've cut corners. And pretty much kind of lets them know, like, you're going to have to, like, make sure you do a good job the whole time or the horses will know. And Which they won't he does. like you. Yeah. Uh, Hachi Ken of... Yugo is definitely one of the most hardworking people I've ever seen in a show. I will oh, yeah. say that. He, considering he has no knowledge about anything with, like, farming or, mm-hmm. like, cows or animals, he goes, like, in. He does a really good job. And, yeah, and you can that kind of comes to a head uh, during that uh, festival he was planning for. Uh, some things happened and he may or may not miss the festival due to reasons. Yeah, he missed the festival. Yeah. Uh, he collapsed. He, he overworked himself. Yeah. He overworked uh, himself. Because he yep. was doing what he was doing, the equestrian club stuff, where they had they were doing like a special kind of horse racing where they had to make the track. So he, they had to make the track, train the horses, get the riders, uh, make the carts, paint the carts, I helping think out he all was- that. I think he was also managing the budget for his class as yes, well. He was having to manage his class's budget for the class project, help out in other ways there. And then and other clubs just do... kept dragging him in to help with random things for their and projects. And his, his roommates, because uh, there are times in the past where his roommates covered for him when he forgot something. So they mm-hmm. like cashed in their like favors then and there to like extra work him, which yeah. I can understand for like the comedy reasons. But Jesus, can't you see he's over working himself roommates? God. Yeah, they, he's known as the yes man at the school. And you find out towards the end when you finally tell somebody no, they're like, we weren't counting on that. You're the <laughs> yes man. And there's like, why can't you do it? He tells them like, I'm helping this friend with their studies and I don't want to half-ass it. I want to make sure if I'm helping them, you know, I'm helping them. This is so they can accomplish their dream. And they're like, don't worry about it. I promise between friends. Like, Gosh. we got it. We'll figure something out. Is that like, character leave. development I hear? Yeah. He, he develops a lot. He's a very different character well, from season one does. to season two. Uh, he's still introverted, but he's way more outgoing, way more talkative, uh, actually understands stuff better. Uh, he's gotten over his whole, like, at the start, even he doesn't like eating because he finds out where, like, a lot of the food comes from. Which is a main, uh, I actually would do want to go into that more a little mm-hmm. later. I'm sure you do too, but that's one mm-hmm. of the main focuses of, the, that's actually the main focus of season one, to be honest. I mean, like, the very first episode, they're gathering eggs from the chicken coop, and he sees a chicken poop at an egg. And he asks uh, <laughs> Tokiwa who's one of his classmates he's like uh wait where did the eggs come from he's like oh you know the anus and he's just like what and it's like well technically it's called like the cloaca or whatever he's like going into this deep thing about about it and like you see him at lunch and he's just or at breakfast and everyone's like eating the eggs and he just keeps having these like terrified looks at everybody just eating the eggs he has to finally get over the fact of like yeah food doesn't always come exactly where you think it comes from but it uh, doesn't you have to eat at some point, especially when you're waking up at four in the morning to get to your practicum by five to do all this work before breakfast and then have the rest of your day doing farm work. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, I really like it. They go into a lot of stuff in here that I really I really appreciate. Um, I will say, though, I, I, after seeing obviously the pigs, the cows and the, the all of them getting killed to the slaughterhouse used for meat. Yeah, I'm still going to eat meat. Yeah, I love meat. Sorry. 
and I, I and I'll go into that. I'll go into that in a later when we talk about that. I, I kind of want to do that after favorite we, moments or something. Mm-hmm. Around yeah, we there. can do that. We can go into all that stuff. More. But uh, do you like you go Hachiken as a main character Falcon? Oh, I love Hachiken as a main character. He's one of my favorite main characters ever. I don't know if he is like my most favorite main character, but he's easily top five. That's you. Yeah, I know you're pointing. You can't at Subaru see me, but I'm pointing zero. at my Subaru character. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know you so well. Where uh, is it? I have it right here in my ReZero blanket. Look at that. Do you see yeah. him in the middle? Mm-hmm. That's him. I see him the, in the middle. The best yeah. character in the world. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I'd go biased. that far. I'm biased. That's the story so for another day. We're all biased. Um, uh, yeah, we I, honestly, like, I will yeah. say about Hachiken mm-hmm. that he probably, he probably. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, just he's randomly not- showing a Joker from Persona plushie. He's like, "Look at this." Okay, here we go. He's he's definitely my top ten favorite. Uh, and now you just showed a Luffy. Does this mean one? Stop piece distracting next week? the crowd from our conversation, Falcon. I'm just You're making sure they know what's going on. Bit on my laptop. Not cool, dude. You no, I I will. <laughs> anyway, um, continue. <laughs> he's my he's probably my top 10 favorite main characters, mm. Hachiken, because yeah. his dedication to his to his to what he wants to do is great. Even though he's not confused, he's confused at what he wants to do in the future. He's still giving everything his all the best as he can. And mm. I'm sure as the series finishes and continues, he'll probably find something he wants. If he doesn't, that'd be kind of weird and stupid, but I know that's not this type of anime. So looking mm-hmm. forward to it in the future. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything a, you want to say about Hachiken, or should we move uh, on to he, next character? All the anime titles that had mostly Hachiken in the title, so that's how I never forgot his name. <laughs> this, this is a show that has a lot of characters, but a lot of them don't show up much. Um, or most of them. So this show is good, guys. We're just gonna say that we're we're, talk, we're, we're talking about a lot of characters today. But the main, the first three, uh, Hachiken, and the next two. Are they gonna get the most focus? Because they actually got the most focus in both of the seasons. Honestly, mm-hmm. the other characters are just side. I like. I would call them side characters. They are definitely side characters, but they have. Yeah. But they have prevalence. A side character. If there wasn't for, if there wasn't a side character, our main characters wouldn't be able to grow. Right. That's the point of a side character because they're not the main mm-hmm. focus because they've already lived their life. They've already had their time to grow as people. So that's why they use their knowledge to give to the main character so they can grow. I believe yeah. that's what a side character truly embodies. Yeah, I mean, if you want to think about it in, like, easy terms, like, the main three we have are essentially Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and then all the rest are your Nevilles and your Seamuses and your Deans and all those people who are oh, just, like, just no the Gryffindor house that are there. Yeah, it's I mean, just really this whole no anime was Gryffindor. I mean, maybe you could argue that Tamako would be a Slytherin because she kind of does some, like, sneaky things, but even then, they're never, like, malicious. She sees, like, an opportunity and takes it. Uh, but we can talk about Tamika later. She's one of the people we'll refer to. Uh, yes, uh, like but next, do you want to guess who's next? Uh, uh, We're not talking about Luffy. We are talking about Aki Mikage, the whoa, love interest for our main man, Hachikan. Uh, whoa, Aki Mikage, but did you know she has purple hair? She does have like a purpley hair and, and she, she loves horses. Eyes. She loves horses. That's 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 a little weird, dude. I mean, she just, she wants to work with horses forever, man. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Uh, why don't you give the audience a great description of uh, Aki Mikage right now? All right. So Aki Mikage is a female student with Hachiken. He is in love with her. Uh, she's very kind of, uh, she's very kind. 
uh, but she really keeps to herself. She doesn't share her feelings a lot. And that's something Hotchkin kind of ends up realizing later on. Um, she's very, uh, she's very not smart, uh, but she's very hardworking. She's very kind and caring for the most part, especially to the people that she's really good friends with. Uh, maybe not to everybody. Um, her family runs a dairy farm and that's how she got into the school. She didn't get in because of grades. She got in because of a referral. Yeah, uh, most of the students too, like yeah. that get in through referrals. So like Azono has like fairly normal to like advanced like entrance requirements. They have like, because uh, I guess it's a real, one of the like the better agriculture schools, but they have like really lax referrals for kids who are like, uh, who already work on a farm or parents who own farms because they're also the kids who are probably going to be taking those businesses over. Um, so you find a lot of the students there aren't very smart. They got in because of a uh, uh, essentially a scholarship. I think it was Tokiwa, or I don't know if it was him or some other classmates, but they went up to Hachiki and they're like, some, they're like, here's my test score. Sometimes it's really great when I get double digits on it. Yeah, it was Tokiwa. <laughs> so uh, he's a character that we, I think we have on the list. Yeah, we have we him do. on the list. We'll talk about uh, him later. Yeah, but he's, he, uh, he gets tutored by Hachikin and he gives Hachikin a score and Hachikin's like, like, He's like, bruh. Done. He's just like, Actual done. Like, how bruh. how could I have been so bad at tutoring you? You got a 10. He's like, dude, this is great. I finally got double digits. That never happens. And it's like, what? And he's like, I told you. Never underestimate my stupid. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess the best thing about uh, Mikage, she's just like incredibly focused. Hey. She knows what she wants and she wants to get it. Um, but she's very timid and doesn't really know how to express herself. So while she knows what she wants and is working towards it, she doesn't really know how to tell other people about it. And that has to do with just her life in general, Mm -hmm. which we're not, I don't want to go into to to save it for the show, but basically because of her, not because of her upbringing, but because of it's the expectations she has from her family. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a farm family, obviously it's really hard to uh, make money and stuff. So when they expect your kin to uh, keep the, keep the, keep the dream alive, Mm -hmm. which our, our our character here, Mikage might not like that. Not want to do that. Yeah. And uh, Hodgkin ends up working for their family over one of their like breaks from school because he doesn't want to go home. Uh, and so he ends up working there and they really like Hachikin so they keep talking about like oh maybe Mikage will end up marrying Hachikin because he would be someone else who'd be great to help take over the farm so like you find out even very early on her family is like cool when Mikage gets out of high school she's taking over the family farm and maybe she'll get married to Hachikin and then we just have two great people working at the farm you know so it's uh, you find out that her life is kind of planned out for her and she may or may not want that life Um, but she doesn't know how to really tell people um, which is something that is kind of, I guess, her main plot point besides being like a love interest is Hotchkin trying to figure out how to get her to like open up so he can better help her. I mean, her. the love interest thing didn't really take place that much until season two. I, I could, you could argue there was always it an was inkling. There. You could kind there of tell. And then there was yeah. that, there was that, that, that girl in the, 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 the equestrian club who knew that mm-hmm. he had feelings that uh, Hotchkin had feelings for Aki, for Aki mm-hmm. you know. It was, yeah. it was pretty funny, but I, I felt like the, the love interest route wasn't like one of the main focuses. I Not until like the second because, season. Because of Hachiken, she, he spent a lot of time with her because he was interested, mm-hmm. but I feel like, you know, you could just argue that it wasn't out of love, but it was out mm-hmm. of just general caring for other people and trying to find out who he is as a person. I, I um, think season one, the best way to describe it is they're kind of curious about each other. He thinks she's cute and he 
she talks him into joining the equestrian club because he's somewhat interested, but he's not really focused on like trying to date her. Um, she's just someone he's kind of interested in like getting to know and kind of learning about. Uh, and she's kind of curious about him. He's the city guy who's really good at studying, who's only been to prep schools, and he ends up at an agriculture school where he has to take care of animals that he knows nothing about, like at least one week every month, like waking up early and cleaning the stalls, doing everything. Like we even find out at one point he's the only one there, so he has to help like them birth the calf out of a cow because it's breached or whatever. Uh, so he's having to do all this stuff he knows nothing about and really isn't prepared for. Um, so I feel like there's this general curiosity about them where they're wanting to interact because they don't really understand each other, but are kind of interested. And then season two is finally where it's, they finally kind of like have that love connection. And at that point, everybody realizes it because you even find out uh, cheese girl and a lot of the others are like, what are you all doing? Just date already. Like one of you all man up, ask the other one out. But they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, you all are just get over it. Well, he, uh, he, yeah. she, he knows obviously. Yeah. And it's, she's just airheaded, not airheaded, but yeah. she's just oblivious to that fact. Yeah. And then when, when, when it's pointed out, she's like, oh, God, how am I going to interact with him from now on? And I think, too, part of season one, I think Hodgkin thinks she's crushing on somebody else. Yeah. Uh, because the, of the, the, the other the main character. Yeah. Uh, but then he quickly finds out they're just like childhood friends. So they're just like super close. Uh, because their farms are right beside each other. I mean, I'll admit in the beginning of season two, when they were talking to each other, Aki and the other character who we're talking mm-hmm. about next, and then you see a tear shed from her eye. I thought she confessed to him and he he rejected her. That's what I thought. That's what I thought the enemy was gearing towards. And then that's not that's not what it did. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add about Aki or shall we move on to next person? I She's not best girl. Correct. All right. Uh, uh, who's best girl for you? I guess we can. No, not Ayame. Ayame is the girl who is too stupid to get into Azono, even with the referral system. She has to be dumber than Tokiwa, who I, got a ten on his math test and was like, "I'm the smartest guy ever." I, I love, I love, I love the opening where she's like, "I'm like, oh." We got an actual oh character in the show. God. I, I, I was really hoping we'd get a season three because I was curious if she would actually get into the school. Something happens and one of the characters has to leave and she hears that she applied again because she heard a spot opened up, but they never say if she ever got in. So I'm really curious on like if she would have gotten in that next semester and if she would have been there instead. But uh, that's something to talk about another day. But she, we're not talking about her. She only shows up like what, maybe three episodes, three four times. Uh, in the in, in season two, not even in season one. Uh, so we're not talking about her today. Uh, but moving on to our Ron of the trio, we have a uh, Ichiro Komaba. Ichiro Komaba. Whoa. Tell us about Komaba, Condor. Oh, you want me to to tell you about this mm-hmm. guy? Well, we got this guy. His name is Ichiro Komaba. You know, he, he looks like a really like strict guy, honestly. He, does look, he looks a little mean, honestly. He's you that very like serious look about very him. Very serious guy, but uh, he's a very caring individual. He cares about the animals. He cares about his family. He loves baseball. He mm-hmm. loves it. He's always practicing with baseball. He wants to be the best baseball star ever so he can mm-hmm. help his family and help his family retire because he, he has his mom and his two sisters and his dad unfortunately uh passed away in an accident leaving mm-hmm. a lot of problems for the farm but that's why he wants to be a baseball star so he can be good for his family but basically he has a black hair he's actually really tall mm, he's super uh, tall 
black eyes, black hair. Uh, you know, he got, he loves, he got, he always, he always wears jeans, always wears a nice, not like, he doesn't like to express himself that much either. He's kind of just, uh, he was plain clothes, you know? Yeah. He, I mean, he's, if you had to have an anime character that looks just like an average everyday dude, he just looks like a very tall average everyday dude. Um, yeah. Well, even like when he's out of school, he's just wearing like jeans and a black t-shirt. Like, oh yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like the others have like a little more style to him and he's just like, I don't care. Like, this is what I need to do. Like he works on the farm and then he plays baseball. He doesn't need anything fancy. Um, As we mentioned, he Ichiro is close friends with Aki. Their farms are very close to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot more there that we could get into if we wanted to. But uh, basically he, 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 t- he does take his things very seriously. You know, he always cares for everything. He's very knowledgeable about the farms. I, it's, he kind of looked like he'd be a smart person, but I don't, I don't think they really focus on his grades ever, do they? I don't think we ever hear about how smart or dumb he is. Uh, he's just like very <laughs> honest and polite and like hardworking. I love how you added the and dumb. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't really know. He could be dumb, but could, he doesn't seem like he seems like he's fairly smart. You could just say smart. <laughs> hey, I'm just making sure we have our bases covered. In case people were like, "Oh, you said he might be smart, but you didn't say that he might be dumb." You know, we're, we're, we have to we have to think about these things, Condor. Okay, uh, I guess I'm, I'm doing that for us. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate. You're it. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, he wants to play baseball. He's the first year. And he ends up getting to start on the Arizona baseball team, so that's fun. He, uh, you does, he's he is a pitcher. A, he is a pitcher. He can throw a fastball. Like yeah, whoa, there it goes. Wow. Turned into a baseball anime what this is a ace of diamond or gurazani but hey you know whatever uh but yeah um hajikin also kind of stumbling on his family's farm at one point which is kind of funny because he got lost and komaba just finds him was like dude what the hell are you doing out here there's wolves out here i honestly (laughs) thought that that house was his that was called with uh ichiro's farm for a second i'm like wait what why is it all run down and everything and then you just see him behind him like what the heck I just know he's like, dude, there's freaking bears out here. Why are you wandering around here at night? Uh, I got lost on my walk. Ah, figures, come with me. <laughs> it's just like whatever. But I really like Kamaba. He's, I think, he kind of knows what Hotchkin is thinking and like knows how he needs to fix it. Or like, I forgot what happened, but uh, Hotchkin like messes up at one point. He's just like, dude, get over it. Like, yeah, it happened. Let's fix it and don't do it again. Like. He's kind of the person who can rein Hodgkin in from like stressing out too much. He's kind of that like person who kind of like kind of reassures him, but in like a very, not like in a caring way. He doesn't ever say like, oh, it's okay. Like he's very kind of strict and blunt about it, but he also, what he says kind of helps reassure Hodgkin or that's kind of the vibe I got a lot in the start. I would, I would agree with that. Basically uh, they have a lot of, they, they, they kind of, they don't fight fight, but they have like, they have some like arguments between each other, mm-hmm. Hachiken and, and Ichiro in the beginning. Mm-hmm. to like understand each other, but it's cool. So that's why Ichiro can like understand Hachiken to a degree, but it's like, Hey, it's, it's fine. Just, you know, cheer up. Yeah. That's even at, do. Oh, I think even up. when he was taking care of the cows one day, he did something or was complaining about something and he pretty much was like, treat the cows with respect if it wasn't for the cows. You're like, we wouldn't be here. Uh, we wouldn't true. be able to make a living. He's like, they can tell. He's like, you may think they're just some dumb animal, but nope, they, they can tell. They have they have intelligence. Yeah. And he's they like, are smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he kind of is, you know, kind of the early kind of voice of reason for Hodgkin on a lot of things. That's right. 
Uh, I really liked Kamaba, uh, but that he doesn't really have much of a personality or anything. So that... no, he's kind of as we mentioned, he's just the guy who's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he has more presence than the other characters in a mm-hmm. sense because the anime does focus on him. Yeah, and there's there's reasons they focus on him, not besides his character, which we can't really get too much into without having some like of the bigger spoilers. Um, so we're not talking about it just yet. Uh, but we can talk about him more there. Um, so I guess we should. Did move on. you know? Did you know? F- it's actually funny because on the wikia, uh, the main character doesn't have any trivia facts, but, but so there's far, one for Kamaba, and it is uh Ichiro's name roughly translates to the first son because he is the first son. He is the first son, and then he has two twin little sisters. He does, and they're so kawaii. <laughs> they're so kawaii. Okay. Anyway. Moving on uh, to the side characters. Do you want to guess which side character we shall be talking about? No, because I don't. We literally mentioned like five and I forget. (laughs) You you keep forgetting their names. Um, Next, we're going to talk about Aikawa. Um, Oh, Vet Boy. Do you remember who Aikawa is, Condor? I literally just said Vet Boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're. uh, But the the thing is, uh, with my. my, I mean, I, I watched. If I watched the anime like all the way through, I'd probably do it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like I watched the anime all the way through. If I watched it like back to back, like all twenty-two episodes back to back, I'd probably remember. But I also because I I spaced out the episodes. Like I try mm-hmm. to watch like three to four a day, sometimes more. But um, uh, the, the 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 anime focused on Aikawa here for a little bit. But uh, he even has a dang freaking uh trivia fact. What the hell? But uh, you know. The, uh, they didn't really focus on him that much. I do remember Aikawa. If you said mm-hmm. Aikawa, I probably like, oh, that's the guy. You know, that's mm-hmm. the guy who does the vet. Or you said vet boy, be like, oh, I know vet boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Aikawa's thing is he wants to become a vet. So he's at Azono hoping that he can learn more about um, like uh, veterinary science and more just science about agriculture in general. Um, he wants to work on like I guess he wants to be a big animal vet or a large animal vet is what they call it um, I guess, which is more like working on cows and horses and that sort of thing not your little dogs and cats um, but he's there hoping that he'll be able to figure out more how to be a vet and what all that entails so that way when he eventually applies for vet school uh, he's he can you know do it easier um, but he also is kind of conflicted he's not good with like blood and surgery and all that sort of thing so he's kind of hoping while he's there he can get used to more of that sort of thing during his time at the school so that way he can be better prepared to be a vet because i think he says it's been his dream since he was like seven or eight like that's always what he's wanted to do so even though he knows he's not the most suited for it he wants to get it done um personality wise he's very kind but also like really shy and kind of meek he doesn't really talk much. Yeah, even despite his tendency to faint at the side of blood. Uh, oh, he did watch the video about the slaughterhouse, and he was. That's what I was gonna mention. I completely Jax. forgot about that. I, no, that's what I was gonna mention. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a there was a there was a part where uh, the teacher's like, "Hey, we're gonna show a video about mm-hmm. what happens at the, to animals at the slaughterhouse, like how they get meated yeah. up and everything." And there was there was a lot going on. We'll get into that later. But mm-hmm. uh, Aikawa was one of the ones who decided to go watch it because. Um, basically, it's important to know what happens to animals, especially mm-hmm. if you're a vet, because you have to know them all inside and out, like everything yeah. about them. So this is a good, this was a good experience for him. So even though he probably felt really weak, very faint-hearted and weak, he still stuck by it and decided to further himself in his goal. 
So that that's very respectful. That's why that's why I wish the anime focused more on him, but they didn't, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, at the start, he seems like he's gonna be one of like the main three. Because Hachiken was like the one who started talking to him first, or like everybody. Yeah, so in the why... first two or three episodes, he's in there like all the time, and then they kind of just like phase him out. Um, which is kind well, of sad. I really liked the, pra- the practicums. Those happen all the time, or sometimes. So they had four groups for practicum. So each group had a week of practicum. So Hodgkin was in group A. So that first week of the month, they had to wake up at five o'clock to do the practicum stuff. Yeah. So then the next why... week it was group B, then group C, then group D. So that's why I guess they never really focus on him that much because sometimes, other the only other time he'd interact with him is class. Other than that, he'd be at the horse club or doing other stuff. You know. Yeah, and so he's not at the I horse that's club. That's why they sadly, didn't focus. So. He joined the Holstein club with the senpais about... who like who like yeah. to touch cows. Yeah, so Holstein is like a sport where you breed cows to have like the best like look and body shape and stuff. It's essentially a cow beauty pageant. But they I made the third years like overly creepy about it. It's like, do you want to touch the udders? Touch the udders. I was messaging my friends and I'm like, I'm watching this anime about these guys who literally want to who want to uh, have sex with cows. It's great. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they try to get Hachikin to join, and luckily uh, the equestrian club teacher comes by like. Holstein, 30 years, don't force people to join your club. Like, if they want to join, they'll join, but don't drag them and try to force them into it. But people need to learn to love cows. It's like, oh, yeah. Hodgkin finds out Aikawa joins the Holstein club. He's like, what the hell? He's like, what? He's like, he's like, one, yeah, the the upperclassmen are kind of out there. He's like, but it's a very respected thing. And also it'll help me learn more about cows, learn them like more inside and out, which is something he'd need to know for being a vet. So he joined it. Not because the creepy third years like forced him to, but because he recognized he could put up with them for a year. But then the rest I of mean, the Holstein club actually would be beneficial to him for his career. Not having any knowledge about like what Holstein is before, mm-hmm. I literally thought the Holstein club was like an animal lovers club. But then when Aikawa explained it, it's like, oh no, mm-hmm. we just like watch the animals of club, learn their habits, learn about them. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. actually pretty, pretty uh, And cool. if I'm correct, Holstein is actually just like a certain like breed of cow. So they only breed Holsteins. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember because don't they have competitions in the Holstein Club? I think one yeah, time they, they have to like on the screen. They're great on like how straight the back is. They talk about oh, we can like whip the first so it looks more straight if it's not. And oh yeah, we can, but they're probably gonna tell we're gonna get points knocked off. Um, they had all the different like criteria to like what the perfect Holstein is, and whoever can get closest to the perfect Holstein wins the competitions. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I really like the, the episode about the video, which we can get into later if we want to um otherwise not much more about him other than he's just trying to get over his uh blood issues so we can become a vet next character uh, we shall spin is the it wheel it is not chicken boy the wheel i have spun i want to talk about chicken boy you want to talk about chicken boy i want right. to talk about chicken i'm throwing you a curveball i'm throwing you a curve we might as well talk about the people who started the practicum with him right now, right? All right. And next is Chicken Boy. We got is Toki, Tokiwa. Tokiwa. Keiji Tokiwa. Tokiwa. Is it like Toki, like a bird call? Maybe. Let's see if it's I in think the it fun is. facts. Uh, his only like... trivia is that he resembles Connie from Attack on Titan. <laughs> what? Wait, what? He, lit- he literally just has a buzz cut. That's not With even like, like a little like rat tail at the back because he has a, it's not even a buzz cut. It's just like slicked back. But yeah. That's I, not I even can like kind a... of see it. But, like, really, this came out before Attack on Titan. Why are you saying he resembles Connie from Attack on Titan? I think this came out before Attack on Titan. When did Attack on Titan start, actually? 
Oh, well, you're looking at up. Tokiwa basically grew up in a in a. Uh, he owns a. His family owns a chicken farm, so he's very familiar with chickens. And that's where all of his knowledge comes from. But he is literally the idiot of the show. It is kind of sad, especially there was there was even a part where the teachers are like, "Oh my God, he's an idiot. This dog is smarter than him," which is which is sad. But basically. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a very hyperactive guy. He always gets the wrong idea about things. There's even a part where the main character and this other girl are talking in the pig pen, and he sees them and he assumes that uh, the main character got that girl pregnant. Ooh, and uh, he wrong. starts spreading the rumor, and uh, it was it was it was really funny. It was a pretty funny moment. He gets a lot of the uh, the comedy moments of the show. Other than that, he doesn't really get that much focus. He's kind of short. He's he has black hair, black eyes. I kind of liked his hairstyle season one with when he had the little ponytail at the end. Yeah, I kind of I actually it really looked good on him. And then they just gave him the buzz cut. I'm like, why do they do that? How can they do this to my boy? I mean, they did it because he came back with like that like fashion that he got into whatever over the break, and it broke all the school rules. So they had yeah, to like yeah, made yeah, him yeah. shave it. But like, it makes sense why I wouldn't be there for a bit, but he could have like grown it back. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He could have grown back, and mm-hmm. it would have been cool to see that. But unfortunately, that was not the case. But also, I was wrong. Uh, Silver Spoon, the manga, started in 2011. Attack on Titan actually started in 2009. What? I thought, Dang. I thought Attack on Titan was like 2000. I was thinking 2011, 2012-ish. Uh, I remember it coming out like when I was in college, but I thought I was like in college by a year and not like just starting college. Um, so yeah, so technically, yeah, he he, Connie could have been the influence for it. Possibly. Um, but yeah. Probably not, but possibly. Probably not, no. Um, but yeah. Do you have anything uh, to add about Tokiwa that I haven't added? Uh, I mean, we've pretty much said it. I mean, he seems like he's a really good friend to Hachikin. Um he seems to like it, but also, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much he's, he's the dumb common, like comic relief character. He's just there really to make jokes. Um, yeah, he starts the rumor about uh, Hodgkin and Cheese Girl because he sees them talking about something one day. Uh, he uh, apparently he's a self proclaimed otaku, which is weird oh. because we, we never see him like with otaku stuff, but we yeah, see Ishikawa with, ta- with that. That was one of his roommates. Like we see him like building the figures yeah. and stuff. Which Apparently, so Tokiwa is though. I, I didn't. I Maybe that's know. in the manga. And it's just not at the show because in the show he doesn't mention. It. I think he may have mentioned like watching like an anime at one point. Yeah, he did. But like other than that, like he didn't ever talk about it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's really about a, it. It's not a big thing, so they probably just took it out. Probably. And just decided to focus it on the other guy who built the anime stuff, which was so weird. But I mean, nice, I guess. Yeah, um, I remember the first time I watched it, I got Tokiwa and the roommate guy Nishikawa mixed up a lot because they looked very similar. If it wasn't for Nishikawa's little like bangs in the front of his hair, um, that's all I had to figure it out. Like Tokiwa ponytail, Nishikawa bangs. Um, that's all we got about Tokiwa because he doesn't really do much in the show either. Yep. Uh, next, other than be tutored by the main character. I think the final practicum character is out of that Tamako. Group is Tamako. Tamako. She was who I was going to go to last is she time. Your best girl, Falcon. She's not my best girl now. Oh, um, but I do, I, I do really like uh, Tamako. Tamako is, your, is a really fun character. Is your best girl Cheese Girl? Cheese Girl, yes. Wow. <laughs> Um, but Tamako, she is uh, the daughter of like one of the biggest farms in the area. Um, it's called Giga Farm because it's just huge. Um, a lot of the other people, they're on like really small like farms that they only employ their family. They don't really have anybody else as like farmhands. 
Um, they they like have all the latest equipment, a huge number of cows. They have farm hands they've hired. She's very much on efficiency where all the rest. She wants to about, overthrow her family. She does want to overthrow ah! her family. And it's totally fun, especially the episode where you actually like go visit her farm. So I just oh, can yeah. see the it's difference a, good, between like it's the Mikage's farm and her farm. Oh, yeah. And like Mikage's farm is like, you know, making sure you hand brush them and like give them care and love. And they're just like, yeah, we can load like 15 cows on this like, like merry-go-round at a time. They get milked and then they get put off and we load 10 more cows in. Two minutes, we're done. You know, like they're she, they're very much about efficiency and getting the most money out of what they can, uh, which is a really impressive because farming, even if you have a big farm, you don't make a lot of money, um, unfortunately. Um, which is something else we can talk about later because Bikage brings up some stuff about that later on, which is fun. Oh, she does. Um, but she but also yeah. has a skinny form. She does have a skinny form, but she hates it. And like, she actually is like attractive in the skinny form. She's normally like attractive. pretty fat. And even like, I think Tokiwa... It's funny when they first come back from the first break and they see that she's lost weight and nobody recognizes her except the girls and the girls recognize it's her and all the guys freak out. And then Tokiwa <laughs> shows up later and is like, who's the babe? The babe wasn't here last time. Who's that? What? A-? And then finally, like you hear one of the girls be like, oh, hey, Tomiko. And he just like freaks out. It's like, what the hell? Like, you're hot. Why don't you stay like this? And she's like, are you kidding? I'm anemic. I'll die if I stay this thin. And it's like, no, you're a normal like wait for once um but yeah she she's convinced when she's that thin she's like really sickly so she like literally like the next morning is like gained all the weight back somehow um and then later on the the school festival they want an attractive girl to get more people interested in the horse races because they don't think many people will be interested so they get her to lose weight just for the horse races so that way they can get more people interested uh, that she gains it back like the next day again which is just like a fun gag um, but she's very much, she's the person we joked around could have been a Slytherin, uh, but she's very, she's very caring, but she's very shrewd and she likes figuring I, out efficiency, no matter I what's efficient. I feel like Tamako was a, I don't know, I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like she was a good, important stepping stone in uh, Hachikin's growth as a, as a character. I feel like she was there a lot of moments. She gave a lot of good advice to Hachikin mm-hmm. and sometimes, what, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... I really appreciate her character. Like, I remember the first time I watched, I was like, "Oh, she's kind of like the mean girl. He's like, kind of like the bad guy in I agriculture." Never, but I it's never really never not. Got that like, vibe. I, never I mean, got I, that I watched vibe it when I was a lot younger. Like, I was. This came yeah, out. You, and I watched oh, this. that. I was girl, like nineteen, probably. Has to be bad guy. That guy, bad guy. Yeah, it's like I was trying to figure out like who the bad guy was. So I just kind of associated Tomiko with that. When really there isn't a bad guy in Silver Spoon. I would love to hear what Young Falcon thought when Tomiko got like skinny. Oh god, she's hot! Ah. I was like, what? I was just like, whoa, okay, like she lost a lot of weight. And then like the next episode, I was like, how did she gain a bag already? <laughs> like, how? Like, we've moved forward maybe like a week. Um, but yeah, it was it, it threw me off like big time. I thought it was funny though. Um, but yeah, she's I guess very shrewd as a way to do it, very uh mischievous kind of conniving. Even find out like with the teacher, she like makes all these bets and whatnot um oh yeah and usually comes out on top uh there's an episode they go to the horse races and one of the teachers is betting and he's like you know oh, students can't bet like oh we don't want to bet we just want to see we want to show Hachikin what banai racing is like cool and then you see Tomiko's like in the background wearing like sunglasses with all these like bet vouchers or tickets or whatever and she ends up winning in the end <laughs> um yeah i i really like Tomiko the second time rewatching it i appreciated her a lot more than i did she, she's the shrewd first time. she's a shrewd businesswoman i'll say yeah but she's not like 
a bad person normally no. if you see like in shows and tv like the shrewd person's always this really evil manipulative person like she's not this is just what she's interested in she it's like a game to her almost other than she the wants to figure out the best way to do like it 10 seconds in the show i don't think anyone was generally a bad person in this show i do think my favorite tomiko moment is an episode one do you know what i'm talking about uh no i actually don't so remind me the, well, they're going on their first practicum and the storm blow or no their second practicum and the storm blows the uh tarp off one of oh, like the coops. God. Oh, and she's just like, oh. <laughs> they're they're having, they're having to like hold it down to like re-put it in the like peg it into the ground. And they're all just like average build people. And Tomiko, like, she's big. She's like two, three hundred pounds, like big. And somehow she's flapping in the wind, being carried away, like she weighs like an ounce. And they have to get Hodge again to go, like, try to, like, pull her into the tarp with her on it back down to the ground. Like, I just thought, like, that every time I see that, I laugh there. like crazy. It's great. I love it. It's my favorite Tomiko moment by far. Uh, <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, anything else you want to add about Tomiko, or shall we move uh, on? No, I think well, I think we've covered uh, her pretty well. Let's all right, on. so next, we're done with all the practical <laughs> students. Do we want to move to either roommates? Cheese girl. Cheese girl? All right. Your favorite girl. So, best girl is Mayumi Yoshino, aka Cheese Girl. Uh, her I, dream is I, she I, wants uh, to have her own like brand of cheese and have this cool cheese shop. Uh, Falcon uh, likes cheese. Confirmed. I, I actually really don't like cheese. I am not oh. a fan of cheese. Uh, I've, I've never have like solid cheese. Fine, melted cheese, eh, pizza, like cool. But there's something about like cheese, especially if it's melted, that I just can't stand. I don't know if it's texture or what. I get a lot of hate for it. So go on and give me more if you want to. Oh. I don't care. Now, here's something uh, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, Apparently, she's in the badminton club. Interesting. Like, I remember she, at one point, she watches like the equestrian club and like was like, oh, maybe I should have joined equestrian. But they never said what she joined Apparently, in the show. Apparently, she uses a badminton racket in episode seven of season two. Oh, wait, she does. Know. She, like, hits Tokiwa with it or something. Oh, that's uh, right. I remember that episode. That's the one where Tomiko comes back after losing all the weight. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? You got hot. And she smacks him with it. That's what it was. Um, no, I think yeah. that was earlier. I think this was something else. Was it? Maybe. I mean, that's about halfway through, and I thought that was roughly when they did all that stuff. Maybe I'm just thinking wrong. Wait, I have an episode list up, I think, somewhere. I think wasn't episode seven like the felt culture festival around or after it? That was where they visit Giga Farm. Episode C of season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Giga, they visited Giga Oh Farm no, season, season two. One. You said season one. I, I, I said season, season two. two. My bad. Uh that is Kamaba stands on the picture mound. That's the one where they're what all watching the uh Oh, the, the baseball one where Hachikin gives like birth to like three cow calves. Yes. <laughs> that was great. Poor Hachiken. No, I don't want to give birth. Yeah, I don't want you're the only dairy science student still here. Let's go. It's like Let's no, go. Uh, yeah, for for uh for hot chicken that day. Um, yeah, she's really cheerful. Uh, she's kind of I guess your most like normal girl out of all. Uh, Mikage's fairly normal girl. Um, Mikage's the most normalist, I'd say. I say uh, I yeah. say cheese girl's a little hyperactive, just a teeny bit, teeny. Bit. Yeah, not a lot. She's fairly called both the time. I say she's very excitable. She's usually really calm and collected until like someone talks about like cheese or something else she's really like into and then she just gets super excitable. Uh, like when they find the teacher's hidden cheese stash because they realize they have a cheese processing room but they don't have any courses on making cheese and they figure out where the cheese is hidden uh, which gets them into many shenanigans. 
Um, and also, she apparently gets a. Uh, she really doesn't get too much importance until Hachikin decides to make pizza. Uh, oh, because they need the cheese, they like rope her in, and then she kind of becomes kind of like a permanent stay. Um, but she's very devious when she wants something, like super devious. She always finds ways to steal uh, Nakajima-san's cheese, uh, much to his dismay. So much so that he literally calls in sick for like two weeks from school because he's dismayed that she's found a way to use all of his cheese. Um, which <laughs> that was great. Was, I thought that was I thought that was great. Um, but then because of that, he ends up finally teaching them how to make cheese, which is something she was really interested in. So she ended up in the end getting what she wanted. She wanted to learn how to make cheese. She got told how to make cheese. Um, but that's really all there is to her. She is very kind of like supportive. She's there. She's one of the people who realizes early on about uh, Hotchkin and Mikage kind of liking each other. And she tries to get them together more often to have them like together because she thinks that would just be fun. Um, but she also like, it's not on the wiki or anything, but she usually kind of recognizes when people are about to do something really stupid and kind of like doesn't participate in it. Like when they decide to sneak out to look at the tractor like all the guys are interested, a few of the girls are interested, and the chief's like, "That's stupid. Have fun with detention. I'm out." Like she just has no interest in it whatsoever. Um, trying to make sure the wiki see if there's anything that I've missed. I really, I feel like you really covered all the good points about her. I really feel like there wasn't anything else that really. Oh, I read a spoiler. The side character, so there's nothing really about it. Oh no, Falcon got spoiled. Yeah. Oh. I oh well. I, I already told you she went to France earlier, so. Yeah, and there's well, we we kind of had a feeling because at the end of season two, she's like, I think I want to take this program in France. Um, but then yeah, it, so we were we were literally episode. trying to figure out where like the manga ended, and I'm like mm-hmm. each like a lot of the things are like spring. So the the, the manga goes spring, summer, autumn, winter, four seasons. Mm-hmm. So we assumed that the end of it, I checked the end of autumn, and that wasn't it. That was like in the middle of season two. So then I checked the middle of winter, and literally the first thing was, oh hey Yoshino, welcome back from France. How was it? And I'm like, no, that that's definitely not it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's pretty much it. We can say for uh, for Yoshino, she's a fun character, but she doesn't really do a whole lot besides be there to like add commentary to whatever's happening. Happening. She's like in Yu-Gi-Oh, like the the school friends who are just there. She's like the Taya Gardner of the show, um, but more interesting than Taya Gardner. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, that is it for Yoshino, which means we're moving to the roommates. Oh heck yeah! We got the roommates of Hachiken. We got Beppo. Mm-hmm. And Nishikawa. Uh, they don't. They kind of both serve the same purpose in Hachiken's life, so we kind of lump them together. Um, let's see. They don't really get that much. They they're they're really they're good they're good roommates. They're really wholesome. Yeah, uh, Beppu especially. I guess we can kind of highlight Beppu first because he's the first one we kind of meet out of them. Uh, on Hachiken's first day of waking up for practicum, he slips him like an energy bar because he's like, "Hey man, you're gonna need this. Breakfast isn't for several hours." Uh, and he also knows that Hachiken's not like done farm work before so he really doesn't know what he's getting into um but Beppu's always kind of like got Hotchkin's back I'd almost say that he's almost Hotchkin's like best friend in a way at the school uh he's, he's a food science student I think he's the first food science student we really meet yeah because um, he's interested in just like making really tasty foods he doesn't care about like his family's farm he just wants to be able to take their products and turn it into like a restaurant almost kind of um but there's several times where Hodgkin gets so busy, like helping other people out, he misses his cleaning duty. And when he realizes it and is worried about getting detention, Beppu's like, hey, man, don't worry. I got your back. Just cover for me one day. You know, like, and then he he's probably like, yeah, the second time he's like, eh, maybe a week's worth of snacks. And since he snacks a lot, Hodgkin's like, I can't do that. I'd go broke. You know, and he's like, eh, maybe just some snacks then. You know, like, that's, that's him. But like, uh, 
when they try to see the tractor, he hangs back knowing that someone's going to come to their room to make sure they're there for the teacher on duty. Duty only makes cares if one person mentions it. So he's like, I'll stay back. So that way, like, you all here? I can be like, yep, we're all three here. They already fell asleep. And he'll just be like, okay. Like, he heard Beppu. That'd be enough. Uh, but otherwise, that's really all he's there. He's there to, like, kind of give Hodgkin that extra push when he's a little bit down, um, which is great. Um, Did he also have Silver here? Spoons, Falcon? I do not have Silver Spoons with me. I now, meant Beppu. I does do. Beppu have Silver Spoons? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he might. Who knows? He might. I have, what was it? Nishikata and Beppu, right? Uh, Nishikawa. Nishikawa, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, My apologies, were... random character. Um, out of Nishikawa or Beppu, who would you say you like more, personally? Ooh, that one's and tough. Why is it Beppu? <laughs> Beppu, I feel like, is the more lovable character. Just because every time we see him, he's just done something like... Oh, yeah super nice or you're super just, cool you're just like nishikawa because he's a weeb mm-hmm. um yeah i mean he is kind of a, a weeb but he's also just like the farmer guy um he's also i feel like he's always wanting to or he mentions early he's kind of wishing to find out how to make some money uh and sometimes uh he was also beneficial helping out with the pizza because he was able to know like about what toppings that they had would be good because the school only uses what they grow so they didn't have you know like a ton of toppings more like vegetables and stuff so they knew what they could put on the uh on there um but he's there kind of in the same deal he's kind of there just to like kind of help out Hachikan through random stuff and then build anime figures at his desk um he also is like big into like farm like tech so he's the one who just talks about like knowing about the tractor and when it's coming and wants to show it to Hachikan so he can see how like great this tractor is um he great. also helps paint sleds later on uh, when they're trying to work for like the school festival. Uh, he, he ends up getting him to help out because he knows that he's kind of good at that sort of thing. But oh, then he yeah. makes it like super like anime themed. He made like Azono like magical girls or something, I think, that was like yeah. based off yeah. the school. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, no one's gonna want to ride in this, dude. What are you talking about? Like, no, you know like, what would have been great if he made like, a design. I just wanted them like blue or something. Yeah, you know it'd been great if he made a design of uh Aki, Yoshino, and Tamako as like <laughs> magical girls. That would have been great, but they're like his own like original characters he made. Yeah, uh, it would have been hilarious. But yeah, I like Beppu more. I felt like his character was a lot nicer. Not that I hate it. I don't hate anybody in this show. I don't dislike. I don't, honestly, I don't dislike anybody in this show any no. either. Maybe, maybe the main character's father, but I, we don't really know much about him. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, yeah, I, I like Beppu more. Which, what about you, Falcon? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really like Nishikawa, but I feel like Beppu. I remember a lot of Beppu moments better. When I think of Nishikawa, I think of when he just the, the, the one episode. The when in that one episode. threatens to sell his anime figures. Uh, and then also the yeah the tractor episode. Uh, what he also helped uh, move something with uh, the machinery one day that Hotchkin needed, but I don't remember what it actually was. She's like, he's like, hey, I need this move. Can you do it? Yeah, let me go grab whatever. And like he goes gets it and moves it for him. Uh, but yeah, Beppu, like you have like him covering for Hotchkin, him giving him the food bar, uh, him covering for them. Like Beppu, I feel like it's just the more memorable one out of the two, even though I think technically he's in their elite less than Nishikawa is because Nishikawa was always like working around. Um, mm-hmm. But Beppu is the one that's a little more memorable, I feel. Mm-hmm. 
I like anything that. you want to add about them or shall we move no, on? No, I think we should move on. I just want to take this moment to just reiterate, uh, other than the first the first three characters we talked about, everyone else is kind of a main side character. But there's still mm-hmm. other characters like the teachers, some of the other students, some uh, uh, Mikage's, Mikage's family. The principal is great. Uh, the, the equestrian club teacher is great. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the teachers piano, are great. The, 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 te- the girl one who was at the pig pen, she was great. Mm-hmm. They're all great in their own way. I really like my favorite teacher is the one they show the least. He's the chicken one, the one who has like the mohawk with like the little like ponytail at the back. He's always showing up with the rice randomly when they have food. Oh yeah, that's like, a teacher. Who wants rice. Wait, yeah. that's a teacher. He's, I thought that was just a random practicum. student. No, he's at the first practice. <laughs> I forgot they do, about that. Where uh, Hodgkin's like, where do the eggs come out? You only see him there. There's also another teacher that helps out with the chickens a lot, so you don't see him too often. But yeah, that, that's him. And you see him like standing with all the other teachers all the time, but he was always my favorite. And they'd be like, oh, we have this food and this food and this food. And he's like, and piping hot rice. And he comes out of nowhere. Rice. And I great. love him to death. He's great. Cool. I didn't know that was a teacher. Uh, yeah. That's actually cool. I thought it was yeah, just a, a teacher. Ran- I thought I was just like a random student from like a rice club or something. No. <laughs> just no. happened over here like I have. He just rice. had a rice cooker full of rice with him, apparently. I don't know. Uh, but- but yeah. But yeah, the side, the, all the characters are great. If you were to watch the show for yourself, you'll probably love some of the characters we didn't mm-hmm. even mention. But uh, yeah, just give it, give it, a, give it a watch. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. Let's move on to the music. I yeah, actually yeah, have yeah, the yeah. openings and ending themes pulled up right here. Are you Whoa, ready? Oh yes. So there is uh, two opening, two ending themes. There's mm-hmm. no insert songs. There's no alternate ending themes. It's just two openings, two endings. For the first season, the opening is called Kiss You by Miwa. And the ending theme of the first season is called Hello, Especially by Tsukima Switch. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Personally, I actually really like the the first opening over the the second opening. Mm -hmm. But me and Falcon here differ in that. Where Falcon's favorite opening is the second one for the Mm -hmm. second season. It's called Life by Fuji Fabric. And the ending theme is called Otono Naruhoe by Goose House. And this song, I've, I've literally actually just been listening to this song really quietly in the background for this whole recording of the podcast. It's really good. <laughs> it's made by, as you know, it's made by Goose House. Goose I don't see how that's funny. If you don't know Goose House, you need to do yourself a favor and go listen to the opening to Your Lion April or go watch Your Lion April. You know, eventually yeah, uh, we'll probably that is one. what that one's called. Yeah, it's really good. Goose House is great. This is probably one of those moments where the ending theme is better than the opening theme. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really like Goose House and it's because I've seen Silver Spoon and loved the ending, but didn't really pay attention to who made it. And then when I watched Your Lion April, I was like, this band sounds familiar. And then I looked it up and it's like they did the end, second ending of Silver Spoon. I was like, one of the best endings ever. And then like, I, I just am a Goose House fan. Uh, easily my favorite. I also, though, really like, all these songs are really good. Kiss You is great. I don't the first really remember ending the theme, first really ending like. theme that well, honestly. It's really good, but it's very just like chill. And the actual ending sequence isn't memorable because it's literally just hot chicken walking along one of the roads on the far at the school. Oh yeah. And all the, all the students are just like running by him doing stuff. Um, I really like the song. It's really chill. It really fits like a farming anime. Oh, it definitely does. Like this could have, like that song could have been like an opening to like a harvest moon game. And I wouldn't have complained either. Like if it's like, Hey, we're going to have like a CG cinematic into the game and this song plays. I really like it. It's really chill. Definitely not super memorable. And I know that's probably overall the it. least popular one out of all of them. I really dig it. Um, but yeah, uh, second ending is my favorite. Second opening is my second favorite. Then the first opening and then the first ending. But I still really, all of them are great. 
all of them are super great. I will say, unless it's changed, it can be hard to find some of these songs on YouTube. It seemed like you ever owned the rights to the Silver Spoon anime, kept taking down the anime openings I, and endings. I, I was listening to them on YouTube. I'm listening to cool. it on YouTube right now. Good. Because there for a like, while, good. I kept trying to find them. And you would find one, and it would go up, and you would listen to it like 10 times, and then the next day, take it down. Well, keep in um, mind, it's literally been seven years since... True. Uh, they might the not care as much so anymore. They probably don't care anymore. I've noticed that with some animes. Like, uh, I, I know you're, you're... Oh, you haven't watched you, Arc V in the Discord for a while, have you? Uh, This is the second week we've not been able to do it, I think. So the fourth opening to Arc V, I'm not sure what opening you are. You're in the synchro dimension, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you started the tournament yet? I assume they already hinted at the, the Friendship Cup, right? I think they've hinted at it. I don't think we've started it. If we did, the, we just started the it. The opening for that, I really love it. And for the longest time, I could not find it on YouTube. Uh, they had all of the all, the other openings, but that one. And then uh, like a year or two ago, I, I found it again. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. here it is. It's on YouTube again. So I guess and maybe it's like a copyright thing. I I'll, Maybe. That's probably what happened with this one. That's the point I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, but the music's all great other than the first ending theme, in my opinion. But it's chill. It's good. The music for the anime itself was pretty chill as well. It fits the perfect, mm-hmm. it fits the theme perfectly. Uh, so some of them are pretty good. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. think about the regular music, Falcon? It's fine. I mean, I feel like it, I think the same thing about all the regular music in an anime. It, it does its job. It's not bad. It does it great on you. It helps, but I'm not going to just like buy a CD of it and listen to it over and over again. So Falcon. Mm-hmm. I have time for a question. Question. Woo! I actually have two questions. Okay. I thought of a second question. I think I might have hinted at this earlier. Uh, I think I thought of a second question. Okay. The first question of the one we discussed. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this anime perfectly depicts uh, an agricultural school? Uh, honestly, we kind of answered that earlier. <laughs> We, we kind of did. I realized that after we said that. Um, but yeah, this totally does. Um, I had some friends in college. Uh, my best friends from high school, we all went to the same college. They were into the, like the agricultural track. So one wanted to be a vet and one wanted to deal with like uh, agriculture in some way. He didn't really know what. So I, I knew heard a lot of this stuff in college and whatever they would tell me from their classes matched up with what was shown in Silver Spoon. So yeah, this 100% how they like take care of the animals, what happens, 100% accurate. Uh, and I think that was the main point of this like manga and anime was to show what that's like while also having just like a coming of age story of somebody who is figuring that out for the first time, like the majority of the viewers would, um, which I think is just like a genius move. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, do you do you agree or do you disagree uh, on this topic? I honestly, uh, I'm gonna say neither because I feel like I'm not in a perfect spot to say, because I've never gone to an agricultural mm-hmm. school. I don't know. My only experience with farming is through video games, and that's just idealistic. Not, it's not totally real. accurate. So I really, I, mostly I kind of just ask this question for you to answer, and mm-hmm. maybe if for the people who watch the anime or listening to this podcast or are interested in watching it, uh, think of it yourself. Do you feel like this anime perfectly depicts a good thing? Uh, I honestly can't answer that. I felt like possibly did a good job. It felt really realistic to me. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of time. So I might, I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to say there's still some things that probably aren't like realistic in it because it's an anime. But you right. know, I feel like, like most of the unrealistic stuff. in the wind, that's not realistic at all. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> as far as like all the actual like processes and procedures and how they dealt with, um, how they dealt with the animals and the farming, fully 100% accurate. Even, uh, I guess we could go into it now some, uh, with like, 
how you find out at the end a couple of the characters' families are like super deep in debt. Like Whoa! even just like what I've read and like heard about from people who are in like the agriculture field and know a lot about it. That is 100% true. And if you it's, heard like thunder, that's on my end. I apologize. I actually did hear that, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's storming really bad. I got lucky when we started that it had stopped down, but like I got woken up early this morning from like major thunder and hail. Um, so hopefully we can, uh, it'll, it won't lurk, lurk too long. Um, but I, I want to mention season one, mm-hmm. uh, they did, uh, when Hachi was working at Mikagi's farm, he, he made a little mistake and uh, the, the milk spilled. He spilled some milk. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that costs like a lot of money. I mean, that and wasn't sun milk. He spilled like, what was it, like 50 gallons or 500 yeah, 50 gallons, gallons, something like that. And he was really depressed about it. He was really upset. And like that, that can like really set back a farm. No, that really, can literally hurt them. Um, like I even was reading an article one day um, about chicken farmers. And this was a few years ago, but I'm sure the industry hasn't changed that much in a, a two or three years. Uh, chicken farmers are, uh, but, uh, make sure I phrase this correctly, out of all professions, they have the highest debt ratio out of everybody Yikes. because the companies that like buy chickens, there's only a handful and it's not regulated super great. So they can make any ridiculous demands they want. So they might say, Hey, we're not going to buy your chickens from you unless you have this certain type of coop. And that coop might cost $3 million. So they have to go get like a loan for this amount of money to get the coop. So that way they can still sell their chickens and stay in business. And then literally the next year they might be like, you know what, actually we realized those aren't all that great. So you have to now upgrade to this and have these restrictions. And they're constantly having to try to get loans for more money for like debts they're pretty much never going to pay off for a job that doesn't give them a ton of money. So like farming can, is there always seems like they have a lot of debt, the majority of them. And we even find out the characters we hear about have debt. They're like, oh, we're lucky. We don't have near as much debt as like a lot of these other people do. Um, which kind of brings some issues with maybe how those industries should change a little bit. Maybe we should have more regulations on it. But maybe less regulations uh, works. Us. Who knows? Yeah, that's uh, above us. We're not we're not yeah. here to solve issues. Just making a point that another point that this is actually fairly realistic from yes. what my knowledge is. I will agree with that. But let's uh, let's move on to the next question. I just suddenly added because why not? Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with the anime itself, but okay. it has something. It's a question I want you to personally answer. I don't want you to. I want you to think on it. Or your, your personal opinion. I guess there's two answers. Okay. What do you want, and what would realistically happen? Yeah. Out of, out of, what do you think would happen next? See, Silver Spoon season three, or March comes in like a lion season three. What would you personally want if you mm. had to choose one? And what would you personally, uh, and what would you personally feel too would be as more realistic? Oh, while you're thinking about that, I'll go first since I'm about okay. to think about it. Uh, realistic. What I personally want, I feel like March comes in like a lion because I really like the characters there. I feel like the character development mm-hmm. there for like all the characters is a lot better. Uh, and it's just a really bright, very shiny anime, especially with an arc I know that's coming up. But realistically speaking, I'm gonna say March again because. Uh, Falcon here has determined that the manga is coming out for sale next next year, mm-hmm. so that's going to increase the, the the money they get. It's coming over to the West, I should imagine. Not to like in right. sale in general, but it's coming over to the West. So with that, uh, I feel like March probably would be the most likely to get a season three. But considering that this anime Silver Spoon just finished, that can also be a contender. So I, I'm going to go on the March side 
what did you, what did you think about this question, Falcon? It looks like I got you stumped. No, I, I think I think I have the same answer as you. So I love Silver Spoon, and I would love a season three. But the way they ended Silver Spoon, I'm okay not getting a season three. I'm okay buying the manga and reading it if I want to finish it. They kind of wrap it up at like a good little stopping point to where I feel March did it. March ended, and I I think even Settleby had that. If they ended better, I could have given it like a 10 out of 10. But the fact I was kind of just eh on the ending for where they chose to end it, that, that kind of was one of the like minor flaws I had for it. But also, I even looked at the manga of when the manga came out, ended for Silver Spoon, and it ended in 2019. So yeah, that's still recently, but I feel like if we were going to get an anime of it, it would have happened by now. Um, but we are constantly having rumors of March Comes in like a in season three. It seems mm-hmm. like the studio that did it wants to do it. It's just a matter of getting the budget to do it. So I think if that studio ever got the budget, they would immediately do March Comes in season three. So I feel like I would want another season of March Comes in like a lion over Silver Spoon strictly because I think the, the stopping point of the anime, the stopping point. I would, I don't even care if we got like a season four of March Comes in. I would like a season three where they kind of had a better stopping point. Um, but also like I'm with you. I really like those characters. I think it's really great. And I also feel like it would be the more realistic one. I feel like Silver Spoon is loved by the people who liked it, but I wouldn't say it has like a core fan base. March Comes in Like a Lion is one that has this really niche core fan base who's obsessed with it, who wants more of it. And everyone else who watches it ends up thinking the same. So I feel like if we were to randomly get a season three, I think more people would watch it over a Silver Spoon season three. I, I would I would agree on that. But it was just a question I thought we should add. I thought it was a little mm-hmm. fun one. So no, they're both fun. like slice of life animes that we both really right. enjoy. We both watch both seasons for. So mm-hmm. let's move on. I guess uh, favorite moments or is there favorite moments? Favorite moments. Pizza. The pizza really episode is one of the best. The pizza episodes. It was so wholesome. It was actually because it shows the school always is like these big gatherings mm-hmm. for like uh, these things, and it's really cool. But um, I really liked it. There's many was, reasons why that's great. It was cool because, like, at the end, it, it was like Ohachiken's like saying how he wants pizza. No, no one's had pizza because they love like they can't get delivery. They haven't had that. Out the delivery so like, range. Hey, yeah, I found this pizza oven because the episode starts with him finding a pizza oven. He starts making it, and it's really cool because he gets like the help from everybody from all the different clubs for like all mm-hmm. the ingredients, all everything, and then everyone just has a nice little uh, have a good time. And I don't know why they did this. I thought this was weird, but they had decided to have his old homeroom teacher come. Oh, you don't know why they did that? No, I don't know why they did that. That was so okay. random. So I'll get into it because this is also one of my favorite ones. Um, so this is the first episode you really see Hot Chicken kind of take initiative on anything. Yes. So they they start off with um, like a campus cleanup. Their, their campus is huge. It's like acres upon acres upon acres upon acres. And so they're going around. Some of it is like bucks up against public roads. They're walking around doing a cleanup. During the cleanup, Hot Chicken finds this like old pizza oven that's kind of like buried in trash. And so after they clear up the trash, he ends up saying he thought it'd be cool to make a pizza. Uh, and so he's able to get some of the like the older students and teachers to help like actually fix like the masonry of it or whatnot. Uh, but then like he gets Nishikawa to like get the vegetables for them. And he has this older food science student tell him how to make bacon so they can have bacon for the pizza. That's where he and Cheese Girl Yoshino end up figuring out where the hidden cheese is to use for everything. But all, all up to this point, Hotchkin has still just kind of been like in a daze, doesn't really know what to do or why he's really there. He's just there trying to like figure everything out. And this is the first time that he makes a comment about pizza being good. 
oh, they all freak out about him having pizza. They they talk him into making pizza. And he finds out the school will let them do like all these projects all they want, as long as like they get approval and they can use whatever they have at the school that's available. So he ends up getting approval from the school to do this. And this is the first time people are actually like relying on him for something. He's never been needed. Um, but these kids all want to try pizza because they don't live near pizza and they've always wondered about it because they see it on TV. Um, he takes initiative on everything. And his homeroom teacher from middle school who recommended him go to Azono has been worried about him. So they have the teacher yeah, I, coming I, I to did, visit. I did get that. Yeah. They have him coming to visit on the episode that shows that Hotchkin is doing exactly what the teacher wanted him to do by having the supportive group of friends with him at a school that will let him do whatever he wants to do as long as it's within reason. He's actually being able to find out how to make friends, how to take initiative, and how to work towards what he actually wants. He didn't start off really necessarily wanting to make pizza, but the fact everybody else needed him got him thinking on how he could make it and make them happy so that way they might need him again in the future. It was to show off that change that the teacher was correct, and this is exactly why Hodgkin was at the school. You just fact dropped that all. Wow. Applause. Yeah, applause. Take a, take a bow, take a bow. I, I won't because I'm sitting in a desk chair and I'll hit my microphone and then you'll hear that weird sound and that's just aggravating for everybody. Okay. okay. Be that, with that lame. That's fine with mm-hmm. me. I mean, I will uh, be that lame. But I guess we can both agree the pizza episode was good. Mm-hmm. What other th- parts did you like? I mean, I already said Tomiko flapping in the wind. That just always gives me a chuckle. Uh, I guess it's my turn. I like the, the, the cultural festival. Mm-hmm. I liked I like how they what they what, what they did for it. they did like a giant race thing and then they did like the the, the, the thing you mentioned I forget the co hey Bonai racing Bonai I, I the Bonai racing where basically if you don't know what it is basically you have two these two machines uh one of them is pulled by a horse and the other one's pulled by people and you have to just you have to try to beat the horse the people have to try to beat the horse to the goal and the horse they used was like a big freaking horse like geez the biggest horse I've ever seen it was looked tough I mm-hmm. think they managed to beat it once out of like all the attempts yeah yeah it was really great because yeah bonai racing like you said it's you have these like brutally strong horses carrying like these carts with like weights and people on them that weigh like ton, like, like 10 or 12 20 tons something i forget ridiculously heavy so they had it set up to where they had mikage riding the horse with like her own uh cart or whatever and they got human volunteers to see if they could pull it up the hill faster than the horse could. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the overall, I'd say this anime was all just generally all enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's it's totally just like kind of like a comfort food anime if you comfort like slice food. of life anime. And um, you can eat food while you watch. You can it. eat food while you watch it. Whoa. You can watch them eating food while you watch it. Well, it's like you can eat with them, like you're there, and then you, you won't can, be lonely like you I am. You can eat bacon while watching how bacon is made. Whoa! Genius idea. Uh, that actually is a very dangerous idea. So only do that if you think you can handle it. Um, yeah, uh, I guess another favorite moment I like. I won't say specifics as to why, because it's one of the more spoilery moments. Um, but I like at the end where Hodgkin finally has to go back to visit his family. And then his mom in turn ends up coming to visit him at the school. Oh, I really awesome. liked, I really liked that whole episode. I thought that was a really, that really was a really, that, that was the last episode of season two. So basically mm-hmm. last episode of the anime. And it was really sweet to see uh, his mom, like just like hanging out with all of them, like seeing Hachiken, like how far he's come as a person compared to what he was at yeah. middle school. And I think, I think that's why I think this wraps up well as an ending because the whole anime has been about Hachikin and his growth from this like 
anxious, unsure, like introvert to still being unsure, but he at least has that confidence that he can figure it out. And it finally is kind of showing at least one of his parents, like understanding and recognizing what he's actually doing. Um, and I, th- I think that's why it, it kind of fits really well. Um, that may just be me. Um, any other favorite moments? Uh, I want to, I actually do want to, it's not a favorite moment, but I kind of want to talk about the message at the end of season one, but I feel like we should okay. have favorite moments. Oh, yeah, we should probably do that after we do like the wrap up in case people don't want to hear that. Uh, bring That's back fine. our spoiler section. Um, how could we have gone this whole podcast and not talked about Pork Bowl? That's because I was waiting for like the part to do it. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, so we want to wrap it up and then talk about the more nitty gritty stuff uh, in case I mean, we get into I, spoilers. Or I, I mean, I, there's a lot of fun moments in this, and I'm sure if I watch mm-hmm. them, I'll remember them. The pizza episode shines above them all to me. But uh, as Falcon mentioned, this is basically a comfort food anime. It's really nice. Yeah. I found I found myself smiling a lot. It was just really wholesome and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we want to give our final thoughts, I can go first. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. This anime is a twenty out of ten. I love it. No, I'm kidding. Um, basically, this anime would I recommend it for a newcomer? Yes, yes, I would. If you have never seen an anime in your life. You should watch Silver Spoon. You should hold a spoon while you watch Silver Spoon. You should hold a Silver Spoon while you're watching Silver Spoon. That's right. But basically, uh, it's, it's really good. The characters are, are nice, even if they there's not that many characters that they focus on other than like the, the first three we talked about. Mm-hmm. But the side characters are really good. They're enjoyable. They add flavor. They add a lot of flavor to the show. A lot of spiciness, a lot of good moments, a lot of funny moments, a lot of emotional moments. It's really good. It's, 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 it's like a baby's first anime. It's like a baby's first anime, I'd say. Um, would I recommend it for a veteran? Honestly, no, I would not. Mm. And the reason for that is I feel like um, this might be a little slow pace for some fans. I feel like you have to be pretty niche to like this anime. Like we are. We both like farming games, Falcon. Mm-hmm. We're pretty good. If I were to be like, hey, you like Full Metal Alchemist, you should go watch Silver Spoon. And they might not enjoy it for some reason. I think you have to appreciate the writing like we do. Yeah, I, I feel that. like a lot of people, I feel like the reason why this anime is not popular is a lot of people didn't really appreciate the writing or they write it off, pun not intended, as just a boring farm anime, personally. No, so I, can I feel get like that. I would not recommend it to a veteran fan. I'd recommend it to a beginner or medium fan, you know? Yeah. But I'm still not going to stop me from recommending it. Right. You know? But I, that's just my opinion. Overall rating, I'm going to give this, you know what? I'm going to give this anime an 8 out of 10. Okay. Because I enjoyed what it did. I do want more. There's some things that could be better. But obviously, like every single anime. But I think it's an 8 out of 10. Uh, I will go grab 8 spoons right now. You'll go grab 8 spoons. All right. Uh, I guess that's on to me now for recommendations. Um, Would you recommend this to a person, Falcon? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think uh, I definitely think it's a good anime. It definitely is a tough sale. I mean, I feel like that's why farming sims don't pick up more than they do usually because it's a game about farming when you think of farming you think of brutally hard work that takes all day why would you want to do that in the game but when you know you think about it the game lets you do the farming without actually having to do the hard work uh, makes it easier a little more fun a little more chill um this is a chill vibes anime chill vibes anime aren't for everybody um if you're cool with those Silver Spoon, 100% recommend. I think new people could get into it, um, but it's also that hard sale, sell of, can you sell them on a farming show? It's a farming show. Um, this isn't like you're watching Andy Griffith and then he goes to visit like the farmer in the town, you know, and it's like one episode. It, it's about all about it. 
Um, but it's, all, it's that whole farming thing. It's the whole thing. It's if yeah, Andy so, Griffith just stayed there. It's the whole, the whole, yeah, the whole yeah, right? yeah, if he didn't go back to his town. But like, uh, so I, I would say I recommend this to people if you enjoy good character stories. Don't even let the farm aspect full, like have any meaning to it. If you like characters with good stories and good character growth, definitely watch this. If that's not your thing, no, stay away. Don't watch it at all. You're not going to enjoy it. That's its whole shtick is about watching Hachikin and his co, like his student, almost said co-workers, co-workers. His, his classmates, uh, like kind of come into their own and how they help each other grow. If you're not into that thing, stay away. So if you only watch like Shonen's, not for you, stay away. If you like Slice of Life, I think Slice of Life fans will like it. It does oh, what yeah. it does well, but it's nothing groundbreaking. So if you're like, you only want to watch groundbreaking slice of life's probably not but if you enjoy solid consistent writing and good characters definitely give it a shot as far as actual rating i think i'd agree i think eight is is a good great number for it simply because what it is it does extremely well and is superb at it um but what it is isn't anything groundbreaking it's very much just here's a very good story that'll educate you in the agriculture field while telling a story like a coming a really good well-written coming of age story Hell i do yeah. feel like that is it so eights from both of us um and we're going to talk into some more nitty-gritty stuff so i'll go on and give the outro in case you all want to hop out here and you don't want to continue further uh so you can find us on twitter at bird bro pod uh you can keep up to date with us tweet stuff at us tell us that we suck tell us that you like us hey either one we're cool with it uh you can find me on twitch.tv at uh, Bird Bro Falcon. Uh, I stream farming games every Friday for Farming Some Friday if you are interested in that sort of thing. You can give me a follow. I stream RPGs and Pokemon as well. Uh, you can go there and find out about that. If you want to check the website for all of our podcasts, you can go to birdbropod.podbean.com. They're all there and you can catch up. We do have some of them on YouTube, which you can find uh, Bird Brothers Podcast. I think we've got the first four up. Um, like, so we're really far behind on those. Uh, we apologize. It takes a lot of time to edit really long videos. So uh, it, we, we were not consistent with that. Um, but otherwise, that's where you can find us. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, and why don't you tell them what we're watching for next week in case they don't want to stay around. Ladies and gentlemen, for next week's podcast, we're going to war. Uh-oh. We're going to war. Are you? Sasageo? <laughs> we're going to war are you with the kingdom of science or mm. the kingdom of strength that's right next week because they literally just finished it at the time of this recording we are watching season two of dr stone stone wars oh i'm gonna throw all the stones at you <laughs> next, oh, next episode i'm just gonna have a stone in my head we're just going to be holding stones both <laughs> All right. But anyway, guys, if you're going to hop out, you don't want to hear us potentially get into more spoilery things. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we hope to catch you all next week. As Goodbye. Caca. Caca, caca, All right. Now we're into the, that's enough room for people to leave. So this is usually the part where I go crazy with spoilers, but honestly, I'm, I, I, my, this is my first experience with the show, so I don't know. But uh, I just want to talk about the message mm-hmm. that the end of season one did. And I feel like the message at the end of season one was a lot more powerful than the end of season two, in my okay. opinion. Uh, so basically, there's this pig who Hachiken really starts loving as a piglet. Uh, 
calls him pork bowl and other people are like hey you shouldn't get attached because in three months they're because he's just going to be slaughtered and killed and yeah. used for bacon and how are you going to like struggle with himself to like understand like hey these are animals we eat them is that right is that like the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I really like the answer that Hachikin ends up coming up with. And that basically that answer is, I don't know. Yeah. And honestly, that's fine. Especially with, in the job world. Um, it's just like, like that, like that, that world thing. It's like, mm-hmm. we, it's okay to not understand or not know whether it's okay or not, but you still got to like respect what you do and you still got to respect the animals to the best you can because they're just doing their job. So right. I think it's okay to show them love even when you're going to kill them, you know, there's no point not showing them love. It's sad. Yeah. Never forget that feeling of sadness or else you're basically a murderer. I right. <laughs> Basically. So and it's really cool because in the anime, he makes the other farm students realize, Hey, you know, we've grown accustomed to this, but maybe there is something, like, maybe it's not right. Maybe there's right. something wrong. Uh, that's basically the premise of that. And I really, I really felt like that was a good internal struggle for Hachiken to like try to understand. It's just like, is this right? Is what I'm doing right? Is it, should I continue eating meat or eggs or anything, even mm-hmm. though they come from animals and we kill animals for them, which right. is why I really like the slaughterhouse episode a lot. And it was really cool of Hachiken to be able to go watch that as well to understand what happens. Yeah, and then he used the money. He, he used the money mm-hmm. that he, he got from working at Mikage's over the summer to, uh, buy uh pork bowls uh like like his meats and he used that to make like bacon and have like a nice little cookout it was like a nice little party it was really cool and sweet mm-hmm. and he got like super popular with like all the people with that yeah cool. he had he had a whole pig's worth of bacon or was, right. like pig meat so like people were coming to like try to buy or like barter for for pork to cook on their own <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean the whole thing with pork bowls really well done even just how they handle it I really like it. Um, yeah, so like he wants to give it a name because he wants he wants to take care of the runt. Pork bowl is the runt. Um, and he finds out, you know, like he doesn't understand why they even talk about like on the pig, like the piglets fight amongst themselves for who gets like the best spot to get milk. And the one that loses at the end where milk doesn't come down as often. Um, so he's even doesn't understand why after the others have gotten done, why pork bowl won't like move to a better spot. And even find out that like pigs respect the spot they have so even though it lost and it's hungrier and not doing near as well as the others like that's his spot he will never move from it obviously ends up deciding to take care of it and wants to name it and all the others are you know don't name it that's stupid or whatever and he ends up Tomiko's like if you're gonna name it name it something you're gonna eat like so that way you're always associating it with food so that's why they name it pork bowl is because they, they could eat it as a pork bowl um but yeah it's it's them not understanding why he wants to name it because they've grown up around these animals since they were kids. And I think even one of the, I think Yoshino was the one who said like, well, I remember when I was little, I named like the cow we had, or I named the, some of the chicks, you know, and they had to deal with that at a young age of that, like, sure they're cute and fun to like be around, but at the end of the day, they're going to be gone soon. So don't get attached. Uh, but yeah, he ends up asking all these questions and questioning why they do that. And he, I like even the professors at one part, they go to the festival and Hodgkin's still down because he knows Pork Bowl's going to be dying within the next few days. Uh, and even, I love one of the teachers, like, is he still hung up over that pig? Like, he needs to get on over it and move on. And I think it's the pig professor, the lady, who's like, yep. no, this is a good thing. Like, we get so accustomed to it that it's nice having an outsider come in here and actually make us question why we do it. That's the only way we're going to be able to grow in, like, an industry. And so, like, mm-hmm. 
the teachers are split on if they like Hodgkin's view on it or not. Like some of them are very much like, don't name it, get over, don't be sad. It's a pig, you're going to eat them later. And the other's like, but maybe we should be talking about this. This is this is a question that needs to be asked. And it, they appreciate the fact he's getting them to think about it because now that means they're going to start questioning the other things they do just because that's how it's always been done. And maybe it shouldn't be done that way. I, um, I really like that. I, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's all uh, I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> is there anything right. you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Uh, not really. I do appreciate the slaughterhouse episode a lot because that was already when Hutchkin knew Porkbull was about to die. Yeah. I think it was, it, it was, it was, uh, it was actually after Porkbull got sent to the slaughterhouse. Oh, that's right. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, I love how the professor's even like, this is really intense. It's really graphic. We're not going to force you to watch it, but if you want to watch it, come over here. We're going to play it. And personally, seeing who chooses to go was actually really impressive in how they all responded to it. Personally, I felt like the teacher only did that for Hotchkin's sake. I, that's what I felt like. Because I felt like before he said that, he like was looking at Hotchkin. He was looking a little down considering what I mean, was he happening. He was looking at Hotchkin, but I feel like I feel like that's something in most schools that you normally have a say on if you're going to watch or not. If it's going to be something that graphic, there's a lot of people who genuinely can't handle like a lot of like oh. blood and gore. So I feel like that would have happened regardless. But I think it was uh. Hodgkin because they all knew what Hodgkin was dealing with. Um, but yeah, I mean, because even like Aikawa, Aikawa went when he's the person who faints at the sight of blood. The fact he was able to like stay through it the whole time and not faint and then just see how like torn up he was after the fact. You know, it was like, how's this going to affect him with wanting to be a vet? I honestly like, literally just yeah. saw pigs get slaughtered. I honestly got a lot of respect for Hachikin when he went to go watch the Slaughterhouse video. If it was me... I think everybody figured loved, he won it. And I, I, if it was me and I went to, like, after, like, dealing with the pig and seeing him sent to the Slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. I'd probably just want to hide in my room mm-hmm. and be a little sad, you know? Because right. I get very emotional with it, like, when I get grow accustomed to things. So mm-hmm. it was really... He, he went to go see it. I'm like, yo, mad respect, dude. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't have to do that, and you're learning more about the biz, seeing what happens. I respect that. Yep um but yeah that's i guess about that's it really it i guess um yeah we don't well, really need to get into like the uh Mikage and komaba family stuff i don't guess no we kind of mentioned it a uh, bit. we can we can uh leave that for you all to figure out uh, yeah go watch, watch the anime right now silver spoon um, on Crunchyroll. yeah uh so that has been our podcast on silver spoon we hope you all liked it we definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I've already given the socials, but uh, Twitter, Bird Bro Pod, Bird Bro Pod, website, birdbropod.podbean.com. You can find me on Twitch at Bird Bro Falcon or Condors in chat most of the time. So, hey, uh, you can chat with both of us. It's a lot of fun. Oh, we have a Discord. I forgot to plug that earlier. Link is in the episode description. Uh, copy, paste that into your browser. And you now, can if hang the out people didn't want to uh, listen to the spoilers, they wouldn't know we have a Discord. So now see, you have to go back in time and say you it. Get I'm not going back in time and saying you have to go back crazy. in time. Anyway, guys, we gotta is... ever start the whole podcast over again. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna have to edit <laughs> part of it out anyway because right as I record, you said you were like, blah, blah. I was like, ah, but anyway, that's that's besides the point. Uh, thanks guys for coming out. Uh, we've been the Bird Brothers. Hopefully, we'll see you next week for uh, Dr. Stone, Stone Wars, uh, season two, season two. We're uh, we're gonna fly out now. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> you didn't say it.